0: jones and his best mate mickey
1: t i'm supposed to do really clever intros and welcome people and listeners and stuff aren't i but uh, i like i like us to roll with just uh, a little bit of uh, chat as if we're in a pub um, but uh here we are post knots county uh, and uh mr carter survived the experience just yes <laughs> just about just
2: about um was in the sanctuary of the front row, so away from all the riffraff. Um Notts County Stewards looked after me Did they? very well. So if they are listening, I doubt they are. Thank yeah. you very much.
1: Yeah, good <laughs> that's good to hear. Um uh, so uh yeah, I mean we, we luckily today, I say luckily, um we'll spend a lot of time on, on, on some of these, uh, some of these things, but luckily we haven't got m- multiple games and stuff to review because I think that game was enough, wasn't it? You know, um, there's plenty of talking points and stuff in that game. So we will go, we'll go over that. Uh, we'll start with our intro and stuff and some breaking injury news, which is uh, really bad, uh, unfortunately. So, um, we'll, we'll, we'll do some news, um, uh, well, I don't know whether you were up at the crack of dawn like me watching the documentary. We'll touch on that if you if you were, uh, if you weren't. It's, it's obvious. I mean, we, we, it's it's an obvious episode given that it's called The Hand of Falls. I think we all know where that one was going. So maybe we'll touch on that. Uh, and then we'll look ahead to mainly Mansfield, but a little bit Port Vale, because um, there'll be a lot of change, obviously, in that Port Vale game up there. I'm not sure, given the fact that both teams are already through. I am not sure what I've, what sort of team we're going to put out for that so uh, so that's the order of the day um so uh let's start with let's start with your news injury update what's the latest we have to have a week by week what's are we, is there any more movement i could see you've got your crutches what's going on
2: um the dressings off the stitches are out the staples are out right um, so everyone can see my my hideous scar now um not much other than that just another okay. week towards recovery um hopefully in a couple of weeks no crutches back to driving and kind of back to normal
1: right okay ish. kind of kind of it's getting get a lot of the the, the you're sort of ramping up the recovery there i guess um yeah when that happens but that's you know the advantage is we get to spend wednesday mornings talking wrexham because you've got nothing else to do <laughs> the joys of being on sick leave yeah um, <laughs> And a special shout out for today, because I am repping the Seahawks throwback jersey. So this is a, we've worn it this weekend when we beat the Cleveland Browns. Loving the Seahawks throwback in the lighter blue rather than the dark blue, going back to the early 90s, I think. Um, So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, proudly repping my Seahawks blue today. Um, So should we start with, where should we start with? What do you want to start with? Should we start with okay. the breaking news? That's not very good to wake up to.
2: Uh go on, get out of the way.
1: Um, so uh, literally in the last sort of ten minutes, it's broken that Stephen Fletcher's having to undergo surgery and is out indefinitely. Um, so we're going to be—I uh, don't know. Uh, it's obviously to solve his knee issue. With the, they tried to drain that water off his knee, didn't they? But uh, obviously uh, now now he's had to undergo some surgery. So, um, out indefinitely, Ooh, you know, that could be three or four weeks. It could be three or four months, couldn't it?
2: Yeah. Um, obviously, I know a lot about knee injuries. <laughs> how <laughs> a week, how apt?
1: So. It's, Yeah, um, bit of a blow, yeah. though, because even, even as a sub off the bench, he's so impactful, um, you know, that is a big loss, isn't it?
2: Oh, it's a massive loss. Um, especially if it's going to be months, which I think it might be. Um, been a great option off the bench. Yeah. He's changed games. He's helped us win games, draw games, and losing positions. And it's a dent to the squad depth as well because he could have been a player who did get some minutes in the in the Pizza Trophy. Yeah. Um, against Port Vale. Um, and obviously we need him for league matches as well, even if it is as an impact sub. So, so yeah, very disappointed and. Not an easy one to
1: wake up to. No, um, I guess the the person that benefits from that probably is Jake Bickerstaff. So we're probably very lucky we haven't sent him out on loan right now. Uh, we're probably very lucky that he is sat there still in the squad. Um, and I guess, you know, it'll be Boyd. Oh, no, I mean, he'll be disappointed for Fletcher, but he'll be buoyed this morning going into training, won't he? They have an extra spring in his step now, thinking he's that he's, there's a there's a body less in front of him as it as it were.
2: Yeah, you could look at it like that. You could also say it's not good news, but it's more um, onus on Sam Dolby now. Yeah, um, Obviously, Mullen and Palmer are the first choice front two, or in my opinion, anyway. Um, so I think now Dolby is sort of. The third striker, if you like, and yeah. then, as you say, bigger staff comes into the potentially the matchday squad as, as fourth choice.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's 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 not not what we'd like to hear, but hopefully, I mean, we've just got obviously we've just got to hope now that perhaps it isn't as long as we as we fear it could be. Um, and I and you know, we haven't got much detail as it because it's only just obviously uh, coming out that. So we, we've just got to see now what the detail is. Um, and you know, if that's long term, then January will be very interesting. If it's not long term like that, then uh, then hopefully he'll be back fit and firing very soon. Um, shall we? Shall we go on to the, the ladies? Because um, obviously the ladies um, had uh, another good win at the weekend. Um, I, I'm sure uh, you were attuned to the result. Um, if not, watching the game. Um, so they've uh, they've played at home to TNS, um, England's TNS. I guess we should add that England's <laughs> TNS. They play in the Welsh Premier League. You know how does that work? Um, so yeah, so that uh, they've uh, they've won three one. Cara Jones got a couple of goals. Um, and I guess we really should give a special mention to Rosie Hughes because she's just because she's got such an exceptional record. Uh, it's a hundred goals now because she scored a hundredth goal at the weekend in forty-six games. Um, now uh, that's pretty pretty incredible stuff. Isn't it? <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter what level what you're playing, that's just bonkers. It
2: is bonkers. Um, it's what two goals a game. Um, I don't get who you play and you know, or what the quality of opposition is. To get two goals a game is um, it's some achievement. And I saw some debate on Twitter in the week about is she eligible for a Wales call-up? Should she be in the Wales squad? It's probably similar to the, the Mullen um, yeah. getting into the men's squad. Yeah. It is probably a step up if she plays at international level. But you can't argue with a record like that.
1: Now we're probably very lucky to be holding on to her. Um, I, I think you know she talked in the documentary about some emotion, some uh, um, some family ties to Wrexham, doesn't she? And uh, that probably that emotional pull uh, is probably doing us a favour right now because uh, she should definitely be paying at a higher level um, than uh, than paying for Wrexham. I will just add that they um, either I, I don't know whether it was an accident or not, but they used a photo. Uh, which I liked the the photo that you could just see from the on the website when the they were doing the match report, and I just thought it was it was quite good because it sh- it just showed a couple of things. First and foremost, it showed Gaz Owen back at the football, um, so you can just about see Gaz over uh, over this player's shoulder because obviously he's been in uh, he's been in hospital and been unwell. So that's great news that uh, that obviously Gaz is up and about and around. Um, and also, obviously, stood next to him was Mia Roberts, who'd obviously made her way over to watch the game at the weekend. So, just thought that was quite a nice little uh, little sort of background story from the photograph. Um, but obviously, it's great to see Gazo in up and about because obviously, uh, look the only the only things we'd really see were pictures from the hospital. I don't know if you'd seen them. He'd posted a couple of sort of pictures from hospital when he uh, when he'd been in.
2: Yeah, it was a, a bit of a shock when I saw it, but from what I gather, he. His recovery's gone well. He's back home. He's obviously out and about with the football again now. So, yeah, having best wishes from everyone yeah. as his recovery continues.
1: Yeah. So good three-one win for the ladies. Um. Not uh, there wasn't a lot of other news around really until uh, until that point uh, <laughs> until this morning when that sort of Stephen Fletcher story is, uh, um,
2: crept
1: up on us. Did we cover the gone. other two
2: injuries to Hornet and O'Connell? In oh, eight uh, weeks each.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'd I'd heard that on uh, we hadn't, but we, we'll we'll go over it now because obviously we're going to talk about the lineup uh, in the Notts County game. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd I'd heard on the uh, on the Saturday that it was going to be sort of well, they were hinting four to eight weeks, but Parkey's just come out and said eight weeks. I think hasn't he? Um, he's just sort of confirmed that. So that's O'Connell, Barnett with sort of definitive times of a couple of months. So where are we? Now? So we're talking New Year, probably, aren't we? Um, depending on how their recovery goes, um, so they'll be like new signings in January, possibly, um, as, uh, as as Arsene Wenger used to call his uh, his, his his players returning from injury, like new signings. Um, it's a blow because obviously Ford, we don't know his status really, do we? Um, you know, we don't know how fit he is. I believe he's back in training, but um, you would think he's definitely going to play against Port Vale if he doesn't play at Mansfield, he'll definitely play the Port Vale game. Um, And then O'Connell has just looked so good at the back. I think he's looked really good in the centre of that. So uh, that's, it's a big blow, but we have got the depth at centre half compared to right wing back. Do you know what I mean? We have only got one of the specialist right wing back, whereas at centre half, we have still got, obviously Tozer came in at the weekend. We've got Boyle, we've got Clareworth. At least we have got sort of, semi-experienced and experienced bodies.
2: Yeah. Um, let's keep our fingers crossed. It's less than eight weeks. Um I think we've had some mind games from Parkey before where he said players are out for yeah, get that. substantial lengths of times and then they turn up in the next match. So hopefully the back ASAP. But yeah, I think you're right. boy. it's a big blow. Um He's our best wing back, right and left, in terms of what he gives you going forward and his defensive capabilities as well um yeah o'connell as well apart from the start of the season and um, where he was a bit shaky but to be fair a lot of the players were shaky at the start of the season yeah. the last four or five matches he started in he's looked he's looked solid and um, so that's a blow as well but we do have, i want to say we have that cover but we well we'll go on to tonne what with tonne in the Knox county review as well but we're starting to get down to the bare bones at centre-back a little bit as well.
1: Yeah, um, it's just we're lucky that we've got the squad that we have. I know if you take Notts County, for example, they went into the season, I think it was with about 19 players they named in their squad uh, that were sort of you know over that age of 21. Um, so we're very lucky in the fact that we did go in heavy, didn't we? We did go in with a full sort of squad. Um and yeah, it's 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 going to be. I've not heard anything about that Tony Cliff one yet at all. I didn't even know um, what had happened, etc. So um, we'll have to see how that plays out this week. I guess we will if we don't hear anything for sure. If if Parky doesn't come out and actually say something, we'll know at Mansfield because. You'd expect it you'd have expected him to play at Mansfield, wouldn't you? So if he's obviously not fit there, somebody will ask him the questions as to why, I guess, and what's go, what more specifically, what's the injury and what's going on. So um, yeah, that's going to be uh, be an interesting one. Um, so at eight, did we eight o'clock? We an early riser today. Did you catch the episode? One episode of the documentary today. Did you catch it, or have you got it to look forward to?
2: I'm saving it for
1: my lunchtime viewing. Oh, okay. So I won't, we won't spoil it too much, other than the fact that it's called "The Hand of Foz," um, and uh, it's one episode built around it's built around Knotts County and the build up to Knotts County. So it covers Halifax a little bit, um, and uh, yeah, it's sort of the build up and and the and the game, um, and it obviously it brings all that, it brings those memories back, flooding back. As if we, as if we needed it, because obviously we'd had a little bit of it in the build up, hadn't we? This week, I don't know whether they've timed it this week perfectly to be because they knew it was going to be Notts County, uh, or what? Because obviously last week, in like at the tail end of last week, the penalty save was doing the rounds again, wasn't it? And uh, those type of highlights from the game, uh, so it was. Um, it's very apt the timing, and it's as good as you think it's going to be. It's all I would say. You know, it is. Um, it's great it was great to watch it back cuz there's, there's elements of the game that you forget um and obviously we get to see a bit more you know Rob and Ryan in the box and stuff so uh, yeah i think i think i think you'll be uh, you'll be enjoying that with your what's what's on offer for dinner today what are you going to have do you know
2: uh-huh. Something low fat, low calorie, <laughs> um, maybe a chicken salad, a
1: chicken. chicken sandwich,
2: pizza fruits. And um, oh is it a feature-length episode
1: then? Is it 40, longer than? I think obviously it includes credits. It was 43 40 for minutes or something. So. I don't I don't know if you've classed that as feature length. Obviously that's an hour for the Americans because of the adverts and stuff, isn't it? So uh um whereas obviously on, we're lucky on Disney Plus we don't get those adverts. Uh whereas obviously when it goes out on Hulu in America they obviously uh, splice it up with the adverts. So um so it's as long as we get for an episode, isn't it? Those you know normally it's 220 odd minute ones uh, roughly but uh, yeah. yeah. Um so yeah, all the build up uh, some great heart. You get a bit of halftime parky enthusiasm. Um, if you remember, we went in one nil down, didn't we? Because of the, uh, the the free kick and stuff. So you'll you'll get to relive it all, uh, and it's glorious. Is all I will say. Um, and goosebumps. Uh, oh, I did. Yeah, I, I you know um, I really enjoyed watching it. It's, it's 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 as I said, it's as good as you'd expect it to be. To be fair. Um, and, it, you know, that was a great, that was just, it's a throwback to what was an unbelievable drama that played out in front of our eyes, wasn't it? Um, if you remember afterwards, Foster was sort of saying to Ryan, you can't write that, you know. A Hollywood script writer would write that. That's exactly what they would write. It's so bizarre, that's what they would write. it wasn't it, you know, the fact that he, what, was it 95th minute or something, they got that penalty. So, uh, so yeah, it, as I said, uh, no, that, we... Don't spoil it. Just enjoy it. I think it's it's a great watch, um, and you'll, you I think you'll 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 really enjoy that one.
2: Yeah, not only was it one of the best football moments I've experienced, it's probably one of the best life moments as well. <laughs> yeah. The drama, the elation, the nerves, everything—it was oh, unforgettable. And you know what? I've not actually watched the highlights back since. Obviously, I've seen the penalty. Clips, and, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm hoping I've yeah. actually sat down, relived the build-up, the, all the goals, the highlights, the other saves. So really looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it just, it took me back to that 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 moment of dawning realisation where you, you sort of, it, it, it comes to you that he's given a penalty in the 95th minute. What is going on? And then there's all that, there's a delay then. There was a quite you know, a little bit of drama and then they don't quite show it, but if you remember, Kedwin Scott replaced the ball because um, he starts a little light jog, and you think, "Oh," here we, and then he replaces the ball, he re-spots it, uh, and then just that when Foster saved it, and the minute that I think it's O'Connell who puts it up the crispy up Crispin Lane um, uh, onto the train tracks or something, and that was the moment for me, you know, uh, the the tech end then went mental went mental so it just brings all those memories flooding back of people you know bodies going over the head and you know people you've hardly know cuddling you and you know all that type of stuff so uh, you'll get to relive it today Alex that's uh, that'll be all enjoy it trust me
2: yeah I was in the commentary spot oh you were in yeah. the commentary for that match so I mean it's the first time I ever lost control
1: <laughs> five years of service I don't believe that at <laughs> all um, okay good stuff Shall we? I think. Well, well. I'm not sure we want any more news. If all we're going to do is get injury news, I'm not sure we want any more news today. Uh, <laughs> shall we? Um, shall we reconvene? Um, and we will relive Saturday's excitement and what I would call it. What I well, in recent times, one of the best away days I've had. I would say um, we've had some good ones over the years. And in recent, to be fair, in recent times, we've had some good ones. Um, but that was an exceptional away day. So uh, when we come back, should we do, we'll go over that. What do you reckon? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. So Meadow Lane on Saturday. Um, we drove there. We had a, there was four of us in the car. We had a, a visit, a guest with us in the car. We had Sarah Jones with us this week uh, in the car. Uh, we had a, a a pub stop on the way. Got to have a few beers in Nottingham, found somewhere. Met up with another group. Uh, didn't have any hassle. Uh, that away pub was really good, um, and we were there quite long. I, I think we got into the ground with about fifteen twenty minutes to go. What was your? Uh, you obviously you said you were dry. You were getting being driven down. chauffeur driven, I think, was your words you used in a limo. Uh, what was uh, what was the journey like? What was uh, what was your pre match routine? Um
2: yeah, pick up from Buckley about half eight, quarter to nine. Um got into Nottingham early doors, made the obligatory trip to, to Hooters. Oh you did you go, did you? When you go to when you go to Knott's so County, yeah. Um tail book for eleven, nice
1: food, a few beers. I didn't see any selfies or photos. What happened?
2: Oh, no, don't take photos in there. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I saw something which happened, but probably not uh, suitable for the podcast. <laughs> I'll probably tell you afterwards.
1: Okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah. Not guys... do with me, can I just say? Oh, okay. Else? Yeah, that's your disclaimer. You didn't get arrested like Michael Starkey, did you? Uh, or when he came over. <laughs> I say arrested <laughs> I in happened, air though. quotes, if you remember the. Uh, if you remember the drama that uh, that sort of—he's been arrested, and I think he was at home in bed. And it was like bizarre stuff. So, it shows you uh, how full of rubbish Twitter is. Yes, sometimes. It um, and uh, in fact, I was just—I was talking to Mister Starkey because uh, he's due over again soon. I've got a ticket ready for him for one of the games, and he's arranged in his all his accommodation and. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a, a trip to the turf or whatever. So um, that won't be far away. Um, ready? His first game was the, the
2: day we won the league, wasn't it? So <laughs> it's only going to be downhill. Yeah, interest,
1: in, interestingly, uh, I know the documentary crew were following him that day. And um, there was a couple, the couple of guys that you see in the documentary today. There's like in the documentary today, there's a weird sort of there's a weird the tiniest little separate storyline ever of these two guys that agree to come and meet at a Wrexham game, these friends who live on opposite sides of the earth. And it's basically like a 30 second advert for Expedia. Uh, it's really weird how they've cut it, sliced it into today. Uh, but they were actually there for the Bore and Wood game. Because um, I'm adamant, I am 99.9% sure I saw them the day. That Michael Starkey was at the uh, at the racecourse ground. I'm sure, I'm adamant it's them. So, uh, but they have cut it into today's game as if they were at the Notts County game, but it's the Boreham Wood game they were at. Um, but that's a separate. You'll see it when you when you're watching it. You go, well, that's a bit of a weird sort of just thirty seconds. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, not the end of the world to put that in there. But uh, yeah, definitely a definitely an Expedia advert that was. So, um, so yes. Anyway. Onto Notts, get us, get back onto the track, onto Notts County. Uh, so I was in the pub uh, and we were talking about. We'd obviously we'd, we'd in the on the journey. We'd been talking about team news and what was going to happen and stuff. Um, and then we got the team news at sort of two o'clock. And I think there was a there was I would they, I would compare it to the shock that we when we saw the Coventry team, um, just because you know. Dolby obviously came in. It wasn't part. It wasn't Palmer as I would have expected, and then it wasn't Fletcher. Um, uh, so obviously, you know, there was, there was that. And initially, obviously, there was no Bentoza. So that first time you heard or saw the team news, what was your, what was your, what were your sort of thoughts? Um, I wouldn't say shocked.
2: Um, apart from Dolby, I don't think there was anything unexpected in there. Um. Yeah, I would have started Palmer and then maybe Fletcher, the um, second choice. So, yeah, seeing Dolby start wasn't a, wasn't expected, but we've seen Parky do it before at Coventry, like you say, and towards the end of last season when he was in form, he was starting those big matches. Um, granted, he's not played well this season, and maybe that's why a lot of fans thought he's not in form, he's not playing well, he's not really scoring, yeah. whereas Palmer, to be fair, is more in nick. Um, but parky seems to trust him in big matches yeah, he um, does. yeah so maybe not that much of a surprise tozer because he hadn't been started anyway and then we came on as a sub on tuesday night um wasn't surprised to see tozer not in the team to start with
1: okay i think i i was surprised that we were playing evans at right centre half well he was he was in the middle of the back back three to start with um I was amazed that we were doing that r- rather than keeping him in midfield um, and not bringing back, you know, uh, another centre half. Um, and I would have thought it would have been Tozer um, if we uh, if we had to make a change. Uh, so I wasn't expecting that. Uh, obviously, he moved to he had to move to the right hand side because of the the Tunnicliffe injury, uh, and Tozer came in and played central. Uh, and Tozer was like not even in the match day squad or anything, was he? That's this is this is the 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 bizarre thing um they obviously had to make a late call on it uh, i know Knotts county afterwards when they were interviewing luke williams they were trying to imply that we'd done something incorrect the commentator i don't know if you ever if you, you probably didn't watch the interview but he's going well he was he was really trying to sort of stir the pot like you know uh, imply that we'd broken some rules and luke williams sort of batted it away like well i don't know there was a little bit of a there was a little bit of something there but it, it clearly wasn't He wasn't going to use it as an excuse. Did you see? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought it was
2: a bizarre question for the Notts County reporter to ask. He's there to answer questions about Notts County, not about Wrexham's um, supposed slide tactics by making those kinds of changes. Um, He dealt with it quite well with Williams. He just, like you say, brushed it off.
1: Yeah. Um, But then given the fact that I think the surprise, there was another surprise for me, given the fact that Evans went into the back line... I naturally thought, well, Luke Young's gonna come in and hold in midfield. And it wasn't Luke Young, it was Andy Cannon. And that I think that raises some questions for for Luke probably. He'll probably on Monday morning, yesterday, uh sorry, the day before, he would have probably gone in and I wanted to have a chat with Park. He knocked on his door and gone, you know, how is how how is that not me? I've been playing more lately than uh, you know, what's going on? Um, and I think he's. Uh, I don't know whether does that tell does that tell us something about where where he is in Parky's thoughts? Not as a captain, obviously, but from a a, a playing perspective.
2: Um, potentially, I just think it's good management by Parkinson. Obviously, we'll go into the result and the performance, but he's not afraid to make those changes and tweak his team, whether it be midfield or at the back, um, determining by. Who we're playing or whether at home or whether away. Um I just think sometimes it's horses for courses and maybe in that lineup and in those circumstances on the day, um, Andy Cannon's composure on the ball was probably yeah. more suited to the midfield than Luke Young's more industrial um offerings, if you like.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was our that basically became our starting lineup. Um, without getting into the, the the sort of ratings and stuff that uh, and what we think, um, that became our our sort of starting lineup. Um, so go on, give us your give us your assessment and your summary of the game before we just touch on a couple of a couple of key points. What overall, it was it was a really accomplished performance, wasn't it? They they did really well. They handled all the ninety nine point nine percent of the Challenges they handled really well, Um, and sort of it 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 it, it appeared that was the game plan. You know, we weren't we weren't there to out football them. We weren't going to try that. We were going to you know we were going to be dangerous at set pieces, and as always, we you try and exploit that high line, but it didn't really get exploited that much, did it? They did. I think they were a bit safer.
2: Yeah, I think it was close to, if not the perfect away performance. Hmm in terms of discipline, composure, um, tactics, individual performances as well. It was just a perfect match. Um, I think Parkey got his lineup absolutely spot on. There were lots of people disagreeing with him when the team came out, but I think myself included in that um, after the game, I think we all conceded he got it spot on. Um, I don't think that really troubled us. I think Langstaff in the first half had Header. a chance which maybe he should have scored.
1: Yeah, but other than that, Arthur
2: made one, one or two decent saves.
1: There was one, ex- one exception. I, 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 had put him as a point, of cont- a, a point to talk about. Um, there was one save from, oh, was it McGoldrick? Goldrick? The Goldrick, it was. To yeah. Right. yeah, to to his right, which again, he's he, he's he, there's those saves that probably only Arthur can make because he's because of his reach. Um, and I think that might have been one of them. Uh, you, I don't think there was a replay like from directly behind the goal. But when you see it from the side, the replay, he's at full stretch. So, you know, um, it looked exceptional. But his handling was good. His kicking was OK. Again, he tends to find Mullin rather than Dolby from some of his kicking. But I think the more he plays, he'll, he'll you know, they'll eradicate that from his game. Um, and the vast majority of people i think now have conceded that it was probably the right thing to do to bring him in because there was lots of people who thought it was a bad move and we should just let howard be our number one i think um i think the the fact that they went out and did it tells you that you know they 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 wanted they didn't want a safe pair of hands they wanted something exceptional for the big moments in games is how i would describe it and that's what arthur's done that a couple of times now hasn't he you know he has pulled up big saves at key times
2: I think the word I'd use to describe him is assured. Yeah, he just looks comfortable. Yes, yeah. he can pull off really good saves, like the Goldrick one. But it's his handling, it's his um, collection of balls from crosses, it's his distribution. He's just safe, and you never feel like there's a mistake in there. You feel very, very at ease when he's he just makes everything look so easy. And I guess that's expected when he's a well a Premier League player. Yeah, in in, in plain terms, but he was class on on Saturday and I know he only had to make one really decent save. Correct. It's the little things which I think a lot of people might not see. It's his positioning for crosses, which is how he claims crosses. It's his communication. It's distribution. How he doesn't parry anything. It always sticks to him. He's just everything you want in a keeper. And No disrespect to Mark Howard because I think he's a good keeper and as we've seen in the documentary, a top guy as well, but I don't think he deals with some of the situations as well as Arthur would have done yeah. um, on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I second that. I second all everything that you said. Um, now, Notts County fans were going nuts. Uh, there was a flashpoint in the first half. shall we call it? Um, <laughs> now it was probably. Uh, was that the opposite end to where you were?
2: Yeah, I was right by the the goal. Right,
1: the, the family so it standpoint. was. So it might not be. Uh, I was. Uh, I was on halfway, Um, but because obviously everyone was stood up, we couldn't really get a perfect view of what happened. Um, But I got a message straight away from Kath. who was just, um, she'd gone originally to sit in her dedicated seat, her actual seat, because we had tickets everywhere. Um, So she'd just taken up that seat um, and she was about 20, 30 yards to, to my right. So it was basically right in front of her. And her message to me straight away went. He's he's going to go off. That's a red card. He's you know. So we you could kind of tell there was a very unnatural movement, is how I described it. Um, he definitely done a roll with a slight try to just sort of kick Jody Jones. Now I I assume Jody Jones must have stood on him or something. The replay that I saw afterwards wasn't conclusive. It'd been clipped a bit too short, perhaps. Um, it wasn't conclusive, um, but. It's one of those that if you give a right or wrong, if you give a ref a decision to make, what we the problem is the refs are so bad that they can make the wrong decision and send you off, can't they? Um, and that's what you know, you want your players just to avoid trouble at all costs. But I think Mulls has definitely, you know, and he stayed down to try and hide it, didn't he? Um, I think he's definitely had a go there, um, and got away with that one. And I think not, I would have. I would have been, we would have been crying for a red card if that was against us, wouldn't we? We'd have been, we'd have been out of our seats, sort of frothing at the mouth.
2: Yeah, um, it's silly for Mullen, very silly um, to do that in a big game. Couldn't see what Jody Jones did to him, but you assume there was some sort of stamp or some yeah. form of contact with his boots. Um, and yeah, if Mullen had got sent off, I don't think we could have complained too much because. You can't stamp out a player, even no. if you are on the floor. Um, it's just a silly thing to do. And I thought the ref was terrible all game, but he's yeah. actually done a
1: massive favour. So you um, see, he wasn't terrible. He was just bad. He was bad for both sides. That's the yeah. ultimately. That's what he was. He wasn't biased as such. Is what I should have said. Not terrible. He wasn't biased. Um, he was just bad, wasn't he? That's uh, we've had. We've had them already this season as well.
2: Yeah, both sets of fans were uh, not. as singing his praises at the end of the game, and to book Jones as well. <laughs> I'm not sure Jones um, did a lot wrong, judging by the replays. Um, so to get away with yellow each um, from that scenario was was really lucky. And of course, if Mullen does get sent sense off, it's a completely different game, and we'd been lucky to have held on for a point if that had been the case.
1: Yeah. Um, but I guess, I don't know... I, I, I've, I've watched the highlights back. Um, I, I agree with what you said before, perfect away performance is exactly what you do. You go away, you work hard and you, you try and score and sort of, you know, come away with points. We created a little bit, not too much. We, we did create a bit, um, but not, They weren't really sort of clear cut chances that we were creating, were they? They were a bit like what they were doing, sort of half chances, really. They were having pot shots from, from you know, uh, from a way out. But the um, the goal that obviously uh, Elliot Lee got, I, I've watched that now that clip. I don't know how many times, and I still don't know if it it's Bentozer on the floor, or whether it it's the defender's foot near Bentoza's head on the floor, or what. I, they gave it to Elliot Lee. Bentoza doesn't appear to sort of uh, claim it uh, when he's on the floor. I, I it's weird that deflection was w- weird
2: um i've seen it a few times i think it's hit bentoza um on his leg or the shin or the boots and then looped up over the goalkeeper and it's funny because he gets pushed over by cameron he does the, yeah um, gets a shot the captain of Notts county you <laughs> celebrated jones getting a book in after five minutes <laughs> him. so a bit of karma there so i guess jeff cameron's got a kind of an assist in that goal and I mean, if you look at the highlights, Ben Tozer actually says something to, to Cameron when he gets up and celebrates. So, uh, yeah, it was um, a fortunate goal, but a goal we'll remember for a long time.
1: Yeah, I, I the only thing I wondered when I was watching it this morning, I wondered whether it hit Tozer's hand or arm. So, therefore, he tried not, he didn't want to, uh, uh, like, get put any attention on it. So, that's perhaps why you sort of let Lee sort of claim it, Um but there's just not a really conclusive angle. But I think everybody thinks it is Tozer, but you just can't see it crystal clear like you'd hope to. Um, and then the second goal, well, just nice nice long ball that, that, that County obviously couldn't deal with. Mulls does well to play Palmer in, who's obviously come on later as a as a sub. And, um, you know, he, he cuts that one back. I think it goes through the defender's legs, Um, and that's a nightmare they always say in football if if you shoot through a player's legs keepers don't have time to react Um, and as well Slocum makes a right mess of it really if you watch the replay back he sticks a leg out like I'd be fuming if my goalkeeper did that just stuck a leg out like that it was uh, you know but hey that's we don't care do we Um, and so that was nice for Palmer to come on and uh, be impactful and get a goal uh, and a bit of confidence again
2: yeah, I thought he played very well in general when he came on Ollie Palmer. Parma. Um, I think he offered a lot more than Sam Dalby.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, although, granted, it is easier to come off the bench and make an impact when the defenders are, are tiring. But, no, I think he did well to keep his composure because he watched the ball come across his body for what yeah. seemed like an age instead of um, snatching at it, so to speak. Um, not in the corner, like you say. No. Quite close to Slocum's right leg, I think, in the end. Did. There was a lot of Notts County fans who were who were not happy with, with Slocum. And Arthur probably made it look bad as well because of <laughs> hey. he, how well he played. But no, decent finish, good composure and good vision by Mullen because he could have had a shot. And I think there was a, a clip in the documentary from a couple of weeks ago where Mullin didn't square the ball against Notts County last season and there was a bit of aggro around it. So maybe it's put those demons to bed as well. But no, poor defending, poor goalkeeping, yeah, but. That's right. Still a well-taken goal, and great scenes in the away
1: end as well. I think uh, county love their short corners, uh, which suits us because it gives you time to set up um, while they faff around in the corner. When you're a big <laughs> side like Wrexham, that's exactly what you want, isn't it? You know, you want that, t- you want as much time as possible to read a situation. Um, so they go on about how they never put a ball into the box. Well, the problem is on games like today, where you might get that goal. Uh, today, but you know what I mean. When you might get that goal from a just from a you know direct from a corner, they're missing out there, aren't they? You can overplay, and I think that that's uh, that's a classic example. Uh, but Wrexham, I thought, dealt with them really well. Um, and I just you know Langstaff again. I mean, just Wrexham seemed to since that first get the first game we played him, and he scored from a free kick move. I'm pretty sure that was all. The, the 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 main that was pretty much the only thing he did in that game, and then we've not seen him since, have we? Uh, he should have scored that header. He did have that header, but it, I mean, it's straight. How he, he's not buried that in the corner, I'll never know.
2: Yeah, typical Lang stuff, going missing in big games. Um, yeah. I'm only joking. Oh, Excellent that's like... player. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> um... He scored lots of goals, but I think, you don't yeah. get the
1: messages in the comments like I've got. And last week, lots of <laughs> county fans came for us, mate. After last week's videos uh, on YouTube, so you be, you know, you go for it. I just delete all the messages I do. Yeah, um,
2: I think we did well um, to just stop the service out wide. And um, a lot of people were worried about how Mendy would play against Jody Jones, but I think it it apart okay. from the first five minutes, I think he did fine. Okay, um, yep. as did McLean on the other side. So you stop the service, you stop Langstaff because he's not the kind of player who'll pick the ball up in 30 yards and make something happen. He's a he's a fox in the box. So I think credit to the wing backs and the midfielders for for stopping the service into the box on that one.
1: Yeah. Who were your um who was at the end of the uh, at the end of the day all said and done? Who were your sort of uh, I mean it was a great team performance and we probably don't win that game unless everybody contributes. But was there anybody for you that stood out? Um, I think everyone was a seven
2: or a good out of ten. I get it. Yeah. For me, there's two. Um, one is Arthur. Yeah. I just think he was ten out of ten in everything he did. He was yeah. perfect. Um, the other one was Andy Cannon.
1: Okay, right, that was the one, um, we think,
2: right? Yeah. Obviously, he's not played for a while, straight into the team in a big game, and um, I thought he was the best player in the middle of the park. He was composed. Good in the tackle, um, industrial, quite himself about, creative as well. Um, really impressed. So it's hard
1: to pick between those two. Yeah, well, we I'm don't necessarily to... need. You don't necessarily need to either, do you? You don't necessarily need to. But you know, I, I'm just interested if there was if there were somebody that sort of stood out because I know like uh, statistically, sort of Fop Mob gave Elliot Lee the man of the match, but that will be boosted by the fact that he's got a goal compared to Cannon. So if Cannon would have got the goal, it would have probably been him that got the uh, that got the sort of uh, on on the likes of foot mob or flash goal would have got the sort of man of the match vote. Um, yeah, uh, and I, I thought I, I it's difficult because goal scorers and stuff. But I, I liked I liked what I saw from Arthur on Saturday. I'm seeing progress from him every game. He seems to be growing getting more confident. And remember, he's in front of an ever-changing back... Well, sorry, he's behind an ever-changing backline, line, which for a young goalkeeper isn't easy to deal with, is it? Because, you know, you've, you, you, you've got to switch on and remember somebody's strengths, weaknesses. Is he good in the air? No, I better come and take that this time. Oh, it's going, if it's a different situation, it's Tozer. All right, I'll stay on my line. Let Tozer deal with it. These are snap decisions you have to make, aren't they? So uh, that's why, you know i I liked what Arthur did, but as like you say, I thought mendy had adapted well. I thought Evans adapted well. You know we've got two midfielders playing either side of centre backs against lots <laughs> county if, we, if, if if before the game, I'd have said to you, you can have two midfielders playing either side of a defender who's not even in the match day squad when we kick off. <laughs> you'd have been <laughs> you'd have you'd have you'd have stayed in the pub and just carried on drinking, wouldn't you? yeah, knows <laughs> best. <laughs> Uh, and I get that's the advantage of seeing play, players every day in training and knowing what they can and can't do in it. Um, and sometimes you have to make a, a decision about what you do. Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought Tozard came in and did really well, considering he, was, he had no warm-up, uh, you know. Uh, I think he did. There was one situation where he gave the ball away from a clearance. He just dragged a left-footed clearance and they attacked, but I don't. they obviously didn't score from it. But... Um, on another day, that goes horribly wrong, and then there's massive pressure on him. Um, but there was that. I think that was pretty much it. Um, so yeah, and James McLean dealt with the, the hassle. For, you know, when he was going for the corners and stuff, you could see the uh, the away fans were. Uh, having a go, shall we call it? But he was loving it. He was telling him to carry, you know, he was saying, go on, give it me. Come on, keep going. And I, did you see his Instagram post afterwards? I think he put something along the lines of he who laughs, last laughs, laughs, loudest or something along those lines.
2: Yeah. I think it was, um, yeah. He who laughs, last laughs, laughs, the loudest or yeah. hardest or something like that, but no, he loves it. And I think he thrives off the, the, yeah, yeah. the banter of the away fans, uh, sorry, the home fans in this case. I think I saw a, a Union Jack flag being waved. Oh, I didn't see that.
1: Right, okay, I didn't see that, um, but yeah.
2: When he went to take a corner in the first half, yeah, someone okay. in the cup a bit a Union Jack flag, but it's only going to spur him on, isn't it? So if fans want to do that to him, go ahead, because he loves it.
1: Um, I noticed, I, w- I went into the comments afterwards, after the uh, the Notts County, you know, when they put up their graphic, which says... Uh, Uh, 2-0 full-time score, 2-0 and then you go into the comments to see what everybody had said and obviously there was lots of Wrexham fans in there wondering where was Langstaff and what's going on, you know, rubbing it in, but the Notts County fans are not happy, they don't think they turn up in big games Um, because obviously Mansfield have gone there two weeks ago two weeks, two two, three weeks ago, whatever it was uh, and sort of gone 1-0 down and then smashed them 4-1 and then we've gone there and done an absolute perfect away job on them 2-0 and I think whilst they're they've got a lot of obviously Luke Williams has got them up so he's got credit in the bank there's a lot of that a lot of fans just starting to the noises are starting to creep in there so that could go either way for them couldn't it you know if they don't pick up some good results soon not good you know some good performances in big games. That fan, that fan base, that, that can grow, that that sort of that, that doubt can grow, and that crack can be opened. Exactly, yeah. And um, this
2: might sound like a daft point because they won these matches, but the two big matches they had in the playoffs at the end of last season, they nearly blew it. Yeah, like they it was did. two last minute goals or close to last minute goals in the semi and the final. Especially that to...
1: final where the Chesterfield goalkeeper basically throws one in his own goal from you know, and then they released him about a week later.
2: Yeah. That was it. Um, so it'll be interested to see what happens with counting in the next few weeks, whether knots are falling apart or whether they just had a couple of blips. But McLean's caption was "He who laps last, last best."
1: Ah, they, I, was, I, was, I was the the our our what the message we were trying to convey was correct, wasn't it? Basically, yes. but uh, yeah, he obviously clearly clearly loved it. Didn't phase him. Uh, and you can tell because like when you, he's taking a corner, the quality of his corners was still good. If it's affecting the player, it goes to part. They hit the first man, they scuff them, but he just, you know, they were quality balls. He kept delivering. So he was uh, clearly enjoying it. Um, oh, he's uh, had it for years. I imagine it's, it's it water off a duck's back Waters to off him. Water a back, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else? What else? Anything uh, Anything else in that game before we will we'll we'll end it by, with looking at the table in a minute, but was there anything else in that game that you sort of was worthy of a mention? Uh, we've given um, the team credit. We've given Parkey some credit. Um, probably give Mendy some credit as
2: well. I know we briefly mentioned him before, yeah. but I think a lot of people were apprehensive when we yeah. saw he was starting at right wing back. Um, I think a lot of people might have thought it would have been
1: James Jones or... Well, that was me really pushing that. I thought we would play a midfielder. I was adamant we'd play a midfielder. but Yeah, I think he was he was good. Apart
2: from the first five minutes, I mean, he got skinned and then he went down with a, a, That's right. a, dead, a dead leg. Um, I that, feared the he,
1: worst there. I was like, oh, here we go again.
2: Yeah, an injury in a big match, um, but carried on and he was not perfect, but he, he did a job on enough. Jones. who's one of the best players in the league. So, fair play to Mendy.
1: Yeah, early on he he made a classic mistake of allowing Jody Jones to go down the wing and put a cross in, and obviously the classic thing what he should be doing from a you know he should be showing him onto his weaker foot, which is his right, which is Jones's right foot, Um, but again that's him being unnatural, isn't it? You know he hasn't got his uh, his bearings and his shape. so, um, so yeah, he seemed to, I don't really think they got much past him after that down the outside. Obviously he's quick enough and he did take up better positions and show him inside a bit more, which to where all our players were, you know, that's how a block is in the middle. So, Yeah. Um,
2: another thing was the Notts County
1: fans. I think they had what, fourteen, fifteen thousand 15,000 there, but very Didn't quiet. Hear them. Didn't hear very them. Very quiet. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I said the same about Bradford. That's, that's, how how what you've experienced at Notts County is what I experienced at Bradford. That was, you know, um that was exactly the same type of thing. Um and given the fact that they were they it's not like we'd scored an early goal to silence them, you know. Uh given the fact that they were always in the game till the 70th I can't remember when the goal came. Seventy-fifth minute or something like that, 79th minute, whatever it was. Um it's a bit surprising, wasn't it? But I I think Having said that, I think I've seen some of the Notts County people on Twitter t- talk about that before, say that uh, they, they think that, that as a fan base, they can do better. They just need somebody to rouse them, don't they? They need somebody to organise them. They need a drum. They need money, but they can't <laughs> have him. Um, so let's look at the table because the table is... Uh, We're we're getting to the point of the season now. What we're a third of the way in, sort of in effect, sort of give or take. So the table now is starting to tell us a story. The first few weeks of the season, forget it. In it, don't even look at it. It's not worth looking at. Um, But now we're getting to the point where it is. So, not Stockport lead the way. Eleven wins in a row, I believe it is for them. I think it might. I don't know whether that's. I think it's ten in the league. I'm not sure. um, It was eleven in the league, but. Um, that's crazy considering they were five odd points behind us at one point, and I don't think they'd picked up a point, so uh, they've shot to the top. And right now, they're the team to beat, would you say?
2: Yeah, um, you don't win 10 games in a row by accident. Very good team, good yeah. manager. Um, and I know it's early days, but I'd be surprised if they didn't finish in the top three. This I, I
1: think, I think, uh, I think that's what we're starting to see with them is there that if you're capable of that run you're unlikely to go on a five match unbeaten run again are they they're uh, they are you know they're really finding their form now um so we jump up to level on points with county i think it must be goal difference that uh, is keeping us apart um mansfield at the moment are behind us but they've played a game less um so they've obviously got a game to to go crew we've also played Remember, we've played all these teams, haven't we? So not everybody has played as uh, as many of these teams as we have. So we've played County, Knotts, Mansfield, we've played, Crew. we've played, Morecambe, we've got obviously coming up. Um uh, Accrington are there. And that's probably, that top seven Um is probably, there's starting to get a bit of a gap down here in points, isn't it? So we're starting to see... A little bit from the from Gillingham upwards we're starting to see a little bit of a a little bit of a sort of a, a form table and a gap appear. Um, and obviously we've got Gillingham coming up as well, haven't we, a week on Saturday? Yeah. Um are they with a manager? Have they appointed
2: anyone
1: yet? I don't think they have yet. Don't think so. You just know the first manager, the getting the first game <laughs> the new manager will be at the race yeah, if new manager bounce and all that. Um Tyson Fury's Morecambe, uh, who uh, we, we should give Tyson a mention, given the fact that he was humbled by a uh, UFC fighter who's never boxed before. Let's uh, let's leave it at that. I don't know if you watched the fight, but it was uh, farcical. Um, Fortunately, I don't pay for such events. Um, <laughs> down the bottom, I think this is where we're, you know, we, we won't be far off and we'll be safe from relegation. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Sutton and Tranmere, both, uh, both really struggling. Although Sutton had a good win, did they beat Bradford? Maybe Bradford on Saturday, yeah, two one. Maybe we're speaking too soon, and some of these other teams. Obviously, Grimsby sacked their manager. They sacked Paul Hurst because um, yeah. obviously uh, they'd been suffering. So, but there's a bit of uh, you know, there's five or six teams down there that we uh, we're clearly not not going to have to worry about that part of the table are we we're uh, we're going to be we're going to be we're going to be up here that's that's going to be our uh, that's going to be our end as if it was ever in doubt <laughs> anybody else there that's worth a worth a mention salford falling away a little bit also bradford and
2: uh, don's is an interesting one i saw a lot of people yeah, after they played are. her said oh they'll be in the top three they'll go up this season but they've <sighs> Gone up for quite a bit. Well, they?
1: it's, they've uh, they've got a uh, it was MK who appointed the uh, Gates head manager, wasn't it? They sat Mike their manager, Williamson. and they've yeah. appointed him. And uh, I, I think they won their first game. It's first game in charge. So, uh, so yeah, somebody will come out of the pack. It'll be Chris. It's the same as always. Christmas sorts everybody out, doesn't it? That's you know when you get that few games in quick succession, injuries to kick in, the cold weather kicks in, weather delays kick in. All that type of stuff. We're we we're, we're going to hit that gritty point of the season where random results happen, and uh, you've got to fight through with a big squad and hope that you can stay as healthy and you know not get suspensions.
2: Yeah, let's make sure we're in that top three after Christmas.
1: Um, and we uh, we obviously ha- we will we won't have to touch on it, I guess. But obviously, we will have some suspensions coming up, given the fact that we obviously McLean got booked, Mullin Mullin's yellow card, so. Yeah, so there's therefore in that game against, Gillingham um, uh, is the whole, is the game, isn't it? I think we're, it's going to be Dolby and Palmer with Bickerstaff on the bench, isn't it? Uh, unless any of them get injured. Yeah. That Port Vale game is going to have next. It's going to have next to nobody in it. I
2: wouldn't be against. Play and we're anybody. through anyway
1: in that game. You see, that's yeah. the thing with with we're already through in that group. Uh, So that is going to be a very changed lineup. Uh, apart from anybody needing some fitness. um, You know, like if Hayden came back all of a sudden, he might get some minutes, mightn't he? Um, You know, um, maybe... Ford. Maybe Ford. Yeah, I don't know whether you risk him. We'll talk about it in a minute when we talk about Mansfield. I don't know whether you risk him or not um let's 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 keep that for the chat in a minute but uh yeah we're about to get stretched um because the the uh the suspensions and the injuries are about to test us so uh but yeah brilliant away day away fans were amazing uh weather was nice sunny nice crisp sunny day wasn't it It quite warm at points as in fact i would describe so uh yeah, just a perfect away day and a great performance against a side against a rival. Let's be honest; they are, you know, they are going to be up there, aren't they? Yeah, you
2: don't get many, despite how good we are. You don't get many away games where you go away, you get the result,
1: the performance, and just a nice day. You can enjoy so, it, like yeah. savor it. Yeah, savor, Sa- it. savor it. Yeah, okay, great stuff. Uh, we'll come back in a minute then, and we'll we'll touch on Port Vale, but we'll look ahead to the uh, FA 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 Cup game against Mansfield, yeah? Yeah. Tune in and catch our exclusive match previews on the Racecourse Ramble podcast. Your ultimate guide to Wrexham AFC. So we head to the one call stadium in the FA Cup, where we've already been this season. Um Where we lost to a very lost. good man. Lost. True. True. We're sorry. It's <laughs> me thinking about Notts, uh, about Notts County, um, and uh, and and then yeah, where we drew with a very good Mansfield side, and I think there was a bit of a bit of oh, we should have done better, but in hindsight, it looked like a good point, didn't it? At the at the moment, they slaughtered Notts County four one. I think everybody then went, oh, actually, that was a good point. Um, however, here's the latest that I can give you with regards to injuries. Um, this has come up. Um, so, Stephen Fletcher. Uh, this is from I think it's either Nathan or Rich from Rob Ryan. Red have put out this update. So Stephen Fletcher, obviously knee injury, so he's out. We don't know, but the, the thought is that's going to be until the new year. Owen O'Connell, thigh injury, eight weeks out. Ryan Barnett tweaked medial ligaments, so that's a knee injury, isn't it? That's eight weeks out. Jordan Tunnicliffe got a nerve problem, two to three weeks out. Aaron Hayden. Uh, hamstring apparently that was so i I was I heard that was illness um rather than injury but apparently he's days away so you know that'll depend obviously on how he feels when he comes back really won't it And whether it feels tight or or whatever uh, and then obviously Rob Leighton, we've got no idea it's unknown um so yeah this man so for Mansfield you're saying Hayden would be questionable. Because do you bring him straight back in, or do you give him a half in that Port Vale game? What do you do? Tunnycliffe obviously is out. <laughs> Barnett and O'Connell we knew. Fletcher obviously we 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 know. Um, so this game is going to see a bit of a mixture in in the team. We might have done some changes anyway because he might want to get wanted to give some players some minutes. Mightn't he? They might have been sort of a Ford. He might have wanted to give some minutes, or, or does he do that against Port Vale? He's going to have to really pick and choose now who plays in which game. And it's, I don't know. <sighs> I love the FA Cup, and we had such a good run last year. But as we sit here now, do we start to think, oh, do we? Do, you know, i tell you what I don't want. With the greatest of respect, I don't want a replay. Don't <laughs> want to go there and draw. If it's—if we're drawing in the 80th minute, everybody goes up front and we either win it or lose it. <laughs> I'm like, I do not want to see us get, a, I'll have to play a replay game.
2: Yeah, and with you, Um, look, I would want to win it, obviously. Um, The memories of last year at Coventry and Sheffield United. There's no reason why we can't go on that kind of run again. And I think any team outside the Premier League wouldn't want to come to the race course, give them a really good game. It's just a question of replays, squad depth as well. Um, It's a tricky one, isn't it? And I'm with you, I think I would rather go out fighting than have a replay at the race course the yeah. Tuesday after or the or 10 days after um, it was the
1: uh, if we had to, if we had to move a game in case of the replay that's what happened wasn't it i think we had to we moved one of our tuesday games i believe so that we had we got room for the replay um, so yeah and of all the teams you know well, of all the places to go of course, when you've got a, a thick a thick injury, you're not going or you haven't you don't have a home game against a relative a, a relatively out of form side. We're going to one of the informed sides and a side that have proved themselves to be extremely accomplished, aren't we?
2: Yeah, like I said at the time we got drawn. It's probably the worst possible draw or yeah. one of the worst possible draws we could have got. It's an away game and it's a a game at a tough opponent as well. Um, would have been nice to have a, a farm bro. Or someone of that yeah. calibre at home again Chester
1: or Shrewsbury yeah. Somebody, yeah. You know, someone like that yeah.
2: um, so it's a bad tie but I just hope we go there and we pick a team that's going to try and win the game um, if we go out, we go out, it's not the end of the world um, I just hope we go and attack and if we lose 4-3 or 3-2 so be it yeah. I'd rather that than a, a cagey match where we might lose 1-0 or it might be 0-0 or 1-1, for me it's a free hit
1: yeah yeah, I agree. I agree. Especially I agree now. I think, you know, if, if if we have to sacrifice the FA Cup this year to do well in the league, uh, then so be it, you know. Um I think if you were ever gonna give a manager a free hit, this is probably it. Um yeah. so what do you expect team wise? <laughs>
2: um I think our hands are tied a little bit now in regards to all of the injuries. Um obviously with a full squad, there would have been lots of changes, but Wondering how many changes we can actually make given the players in the treatment room. Um, in goal, we could argue play Howard, give him some minutes and rest Arthur. Um, up front, I'd be very surprised to see Mullen and Palmer start. Um, we might see Bickerstaff and Dalby, or maybe Palmer and Bickerstaff. <sighs> I don't think Mullen will play.
1: I can't see, see Mullen playing. I'm the opposite. I think Mullin starts because he's going to miss the Gillingham game. So oh, of
2: course.
1: if somebody's going to get injured in this game, then, you know, it's, it's, it, it can't really now be Palmer, Dolby or Bickerstaff. Uh, not that we want Paul Mullin to get injured, but you know what I mean? You can't take that risk with somebody, I don't think. But, you know, you never know. Maybe Parkey thinks like like, you know, slightly different, but... I think the players like McLean and Mullen will probably start because they're going to miss that following game. Um, but but maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, anyway, carry on. Sorry, you carry carry on. Give us what you think your scrambled together a team here. So you think you think. See, I still think Arthur will play. But go on, give us your team, and then I'll tell you what I think mine might be.
2: Okay, um, I'm going to say Howard will play in goal. I think Tozer will definitely play as the centre-centre-back. Um, yeah. Give him a chance to start a match, get back into his rhythm. Max Cleworth, I think will start as one of the centre-backs. Um, I think he needs some game time and it's a good opportunity for him to come into the team. As for the other centre-back, we down to the bare bones, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: you don't just play people... Tom O'Connor, you bring Boyle back?
2: Boyle's a good shout because he's on the bench, wasn't he, against Knox County, so he's not injured. Um, So maybe a chance for Boyle to get some minutes in his legs as well. Um, I agree with you, I think McLean will probably play, given he's not going to be allowed to play the following Saturday against Gillingham. And then at right wing back, Ford, is it too early for him? Could he come into the side? Could he play Aaron James there um, after he played against... Crew or Salford, I can't remember a few weeks Salflo, ago. Salford, yeah. Um, trying to think who else we've got? Mendy, of course, is an option as well, like we did on, on Saturday. Um, it's hard because you don't know where forwards are. I think if forwards fits, I think you play forward,
1: yeah. <clears throat> um, so I t- I'll tell you what, I t- I'll, I'll, I'll give you some thinking time because I've just used your time as thinking time and then you can have some thinking time for the midfielder <laughs> up front. But I'll tell you what, I mean, it's guesswork, isn't it? This isn't necessarily what you or I would do. We're trying to guess what Parky would do, aren't we? Um, yeah. And, it, you know, he can change his mind very quickly if he sees something in training he doesn't like. We don't get that luxury, do we? Um, but I think Arthur's going to start in goal. Um, I think it's going to be Clareworth, Tozer and Boyle at the back um, because two of them need some minutes um, and this is the competition that they'll probably prioritise over that uh, pizza trophy that we're already through in. So I think that now is definitely going to be full of kids, that Port Vale game. Um, I think he's got no choice other than to start Mendy on the right um, because I'm just not confident that uh, Ford is fit enough to start a game uh, like this, but I expect him to be on the bench and maybe get 20 minutes or half an hour. Um, I think McLean will start on the left because, as I said, he's going to miss the Gillingham game and he won't be anywhere near the Port Vale game, will he? Midfield, Cannon and Young. Because we need, you got a, a little bit of rotation, haven't we, probably? Um, so I'm, I think Tom O'Connor probably comes out and Evans to give him a rest. Uh, I think Davis plays instead of Lee. Because I think that's a, that's a move you can make comfortably, can't you? Without a huge drop off um, in uh, in form, and I think Moles and Palmer will start up front, and I suspect Palmer will. They won't take any risk with him. You know, he he might share it with Dolby or a Bickerstaff. Uh, to come on and get some minutes, uh, and if Bickerstaff gets no minutes, then against Port Vale he, he he might get he might start that game. I suspect he starts it, gets ninety minutes in, and then is on the bench for the Gillingham game. If that makes sense, because um, he'll need you know you'll want him a bit sharper, won't you? Uh, so that's what my guess at what Phil Parkinson will do in midfield and up front. Go on, hit me with hit me with what you think. Uh, your midfield exactly the same as mine. Davis,
2: I think, definitely will, will replace Lee. Um, Davis has played well when he started and when he's come on in recent matches, and just a good chance to rest Elliot Lee as well, isn't it? Yes. Um Cannon first game back on Saturday. Keep the momentum going. Keep in there. Get some more um, minutes in him. Yeah. Yeah. Because then he'll have the a runner... full
1: week of rest, won't he? After that, he'll have a full week in well yeah. of rest. He's training obviously, but there's no midweek game for any of their exactly. players probably I'm not even sure Jordan Davis would would, would be even considered against Port Vale.
2: Yeah. Um and then I'm of you put Young in there as the legs and give give James Jones a rest as well. Um <sighs> up front's tough. It's tough. Personally I wouldn't start Mullen. Uh, okay. But I, I think get... Parky probably probably will. I think in the FA Cup games last season Mullen started um, because he got a hat trick against Farnborough um, in a game I didn't expect him to start. If it was me, I wouldn't start Mullin but I think Parkey probably will. Um, and then I would play Dolby as well, and I think pa- uh, Parkey will too.
1: Okay, yeah, you think it would be do- uh, Dolbs. Okay, uh, I only the only reason I said Palmer is I just wondered whether, like, Dolby had had what was it 60 odd minutes against County. I wondered whether he'd He'd give Palmer the first sixty minutes uh, to sort of share the load, as it were. Um, so that was the that was the main thing I, I was thinking. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's it's one of those lineups, isn't it? That any, we, anything a quarter to seven. It'll be, I guess, because it's a quarter to eight kickoff, isn't it? Now on Saturday, a quarter to seven. Anything could come out on that from that team lineup, couldn't it? And you'd be like, you know, it could be half kids. Uh, I, I I mean, I imagine they'll rest a few. Um, because obviously uh, you know everybody's starting to we're starting to get into that thick middle part of the season where the fixtures are thick and fast, and the weather and the delays, as we said before. So I imagine they'll rest a few, but they'll still be problematic, won't they? Because they are such a good side. And Cloughy is, you know, he, he at this sort of level, he's 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 so good.
2: Yeah. And I still don't think they've lost a game this season. Um, I think they'll maybe rest a few as well. I think their priority is in the league as well. Um, so we probably see two well-matched teams on Saturday. And if we do go out, I'm not going to be disappointed or too
1: disappointed. Um, so I'm just having a look at their uh, their form. They uh, they went out. They lost 1-0 to Port Vale, didn't they, in the... Uh... In one of the cups, uh, they beat Walsall on uh, Saturday the twenty eighth. So on the Saturday just gone, they beat Walsall at home. They went away and beat Harrogate four uh, one. Obviously before that they beat North County four one, and then before that they won at home to Doncaster three two. So you know, they, you know, they, you know, they they're in a real good. They're in real good form. I think we could get a classic cup game. You know, I, I it could be a. Could be a three-two or something. This,
2: yeah, for me, I'd be happy if we finish the game with no injuries and we've put in a good
1: performance. Or red cards. Or, or red cards <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, because obviously, uh, yeah, you can't use the FA these these cup games as a uh, as a game to have your suspended players out. So obviously, uh, the Mansfield the Port Vale game. Uh, people were speculating whether they're, we might use them to get the suspensions. You can't. It's, uh, it's the Gillingham game where uh, where we'll miss Moles and McLean. So, uh, so yeah, we're about to... We're, we're, I think we're, it feels like we're about to be tested. We're about to go through a period where, you know, for four or five weeks, we're going to be a bit thinner on the squad and we're gonna we're going to really see how good our depth is, aren't we? Which might not be a bad thing because if some of the players don't come through it as well as you thought... January then gives you the opportunity to do something about it, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, I think we saw last season, you really hit form in terms of November to January, where we went on a really good run. Um, we got the opportunity to do that now. We have got some tough games coming up. Accrington yeah. away, Morecambe at home. They're both, what, fifth, sixth in the table. They're not going to no be No mugs. Easy. Yeah, they're not mugs, are they? No mugs, are they? And the packed Christmas as well, which is always tough. Yeah. Um. So I think 1st of January, we'll have a big clue about where we might finish at the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I think North County were really clever. We talked about this last week, how they managed that suspension tightrope. They've got a couple of players booked in one of the games to miss the game prior to Wrexham, didn't they? Um, and we had that opportunity with Elliot Lee, and there was another, there was one or two others um, that we didn't take. Um, and that was and as it happened, obviously Elliot Lee, we needed him in that game. It was a game that we uh, we won two one with this late goal. Gosh, I can't think of it was. Sutton. Um, and obviously, you can play the hindsight game and say, should we, shouldn't we have? Um, it's tough, isn't it, as a manager? You know, do you tell somebody, listen, we're going to really need you for that game? Let's uh, perhaps don't need you in this game. Just last minute, go and pull a shirt or something. It's such a fine line, isn't it, that that they have to walk? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, know, you know, it's tough (laughs) because you know. How do you foresee which game somebody is going to get that last booking in that takes them over the line? Exactly. I don't think you
2: can be too clever. I mean, that's trying to... Outsmart yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Maybe. All right then, Port Vale. Let's just touch on it. I think now it's become that's become much clearer after today, um, with the injury news. I'd expect that we were through anyway. we both teams are through in that, aren't they? So I expect that to be predominantly a reserve side. Maybe a Bickerstaff might get some match minutes. Um, McNicholas will probably starting goal again. Um, but a lot of those reserves, I think, are going to be in that game, which isn't a bad thing. That'll be good because, obviously, uh, tickets have gone on general sale today. There's lots of tickets available. Um, it'll be a good chance to see some of these other sort of, uh, you know, these players who are sitting just outside that first-team squad.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talk about Mansfield being close to a free hit. I think this is a free hit. We yeah, could almost have the feel of a training match <laughs> Yeah, Port Vale of have Qualified as well, and um, so. yeah, yeah, like you say, good chance to play some reserves um, some of the youth players. Um, and if you are a fan who struggles to get tickets, maybe rare opportunity to sit somewhere <laughs> um, a bit nicer than the behind the goal. There's lots of seats central in the in What are you trying to say stand.
1: about the same I mean, in terms of the views? Oh, the I view. see. Oh, okay, so There's halfway up the mould road, you mean, or something like that?
2: Yeah, halfway up the mould road on the halfway line. Yeah. You never normally get that chance. Um yeah. so why not make the most of that? Um you know what? I'll probably go to it
1: and yeah, I've got a ticket already. We've got tickets already. Yeah. So yeah. um I'm because it doesn't bother you know, I, I wouldn't be doing much else on other than on a Tuesday night. So um, you know ten quid. Yeah. yeah, why not? It's a chance to go and um if people want a bit of hospitality, they've obviously got some uh I think they were, they were advertising hospitality as being available. Um, at the Gillingham game, I've booked the mice Gwyn again because um, that's such a good, uh, such a good Ooh. shout. So that's What's on uh, the menu. Uh, well, Kevin Russell uh, to start with. Kevin Russell is the. He's on the menu. No, give me, a, give, me, <laughs> give me a chance. I will show you the advert. In fact, we'll give him a free. We're going to give a free plug here. I can't believe this. Uh, this is what you're making me do, Alex. I'm just told your fault. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, you should be able to see that now. So Rooster's the guest. Um, so Kevin Russell will be recounting some stories. And it's a two-course meal, this one, for £20. Uh, so it's uh, turkey, ooh, herb-roasted new potatoes, sautéed greens, smoked bacon, leek and cream. So a lovely leaky, leaky creamy sauce. Uh, there's a lovely picture there. looks lovely. Uh, chocolate brownie and ice cream. What more could you want? Nothing. On a Saturday <laughs> where it'll probably be cold and wet and miserable and, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you sit in the big hall, the, the big room at the Mice Gwynn, lovely, got a nice private bar in that room so uh, you can get served quick if you want uh, a, a pint of Wrexham or whatever. Uh, there is no better place to be and get some stories from, uh, from Rooster.
2: Other pre-match entertainment is available, of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it's, it's just it's probably just not as good, um, to be fair. So uh, yeah, book, book it, because I got a table for four. Um, so uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's a good crack. And they have you out about twenty minutes to half an hour before the game starts. They boot you out of the room. They don't boot you out, obviously, but they let you go. Uh, and uh, you're right in time for uh, right in time for kickoff. And it's what a minute a, a minute's walk away. So. That'll be us. Uh, I, there's no point even guessing the Port Vale team and score because I think it's 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 incidental and it's it's going to be chaos that team. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'm not even su- you know I'm not even sure who'll be in that. So uh, there'll be nobody nobody anywhere near the first team. Maybe Bickerstaff. Just, I wonder whether they'd give him 90, Would you give him 90 minutes and get some fitness into him, like I said, or would you not risk him, given the fact that he's now become third choice for that game against Gillingham?
2: Um, I'd certainly start him. Whether or not he needs 90 minutes, I'm not sure. So, yeah, but...
1: Maybe give him 45 minutes and then pull him at half-time if there's any niggle or any
2: yeah, risk. Yeah, ideally he starts, he scores a couple, comes on after 60 minutes. Happy days. Um, right. But I think you'll definitely start. Um, he's got. To,
1: he's got to get some good minutes in. Your money. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, I think that'll do us for today, won't it? Yeah. Covered everything, haven't we? I think we've co- We have. We've. We've covered everything. Um. So we will. I'm. I'm. In fact, next week will be the last podcast for a couple of weeks. Because the week after, I'll be in. I'll be in Sharmel Sheikh for the third time this year. <laughs> Very nice. yeah it's only 30 degrees there at the moment it's terrible so uh, <laughs> so uh, you'll get you' you'll get a week off um as it were so yeah no, well let's uh, let's wrap it up there keep it nice and short and we'll uh, we'll come back next week and uh, at least preview Gillingham and talk about what happened a little bit Port Vale but mainly it'll be the mansfield won't it and and anything yeah. else that sort of unfolds in terms of injury suspensions and drama.
0: no horses running around the Kairos anymore, but that has been a football club here since 1864, trying to do the town or city proud, laying under the massive floodlights of the racecourse ground. Come rain or shine, you'll hear our cries hold our hands up as the world's dragonflies but loyal supports on a line. I've been telling everyone I know I've been telling everyone to listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league We've had the best home of like Joey Jones And his best mate Mickey Ty Davis was a druid He loved Cymru And his name St. Jordan On a scoring spree Legends from far Feel like Trinidad We've had great plays And some Who drove us mad We've seen the low See it all